What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 112 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, we got my partners in crime. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? <laughs> what I love Daddy. Daddy. I did Daddy. say Cat Daddy. Daddy. I said cat gaming Daddy. gaming Cat good. Daddy. That's all I got. I cannot wait to, to see what the next ones are going to be. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I got all my I got all my cats around me. I got my I got my low res love going on. So, oh, you're so playing yeah, the Switch? You're playing the I'm Switch playing. Right I've been playing the Switch. I've I've all been right. playing the Switch. I've been giving the Switch some love. You know, all this all this high res has been hurting my eyes. Had to had to step back a little bit. So I'm excited. Have you been abandoning any any multiplayer uh, friends? In, in uh, no, <laughs> no, I just been, you have not been in so, step yes. daddy. <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess we haven't played with anybody this week. It has been. Yeah, we haven't played anything this week. Yeah, it has been a crazy week. So yeah, with uh, well, we're crying to mommy saying, "Where, where's my gaming stepdaddy at? <laughs> where's my so, crappy so, session that uh, Torchlight Two, where we're gonna sit and talk crap on each other for like forty-five minutes to an hour? Uh, so. you see, see, you've been missing it, huh? You've been missing. You're missing that stepdaddy love. All right, okay. I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to, you know, sh- show up. You know, show up for my, for my, uh, for for my supervised visit. Yeah, sorry, and... supervised visit. Yeah. Give me a heaping helping of hate. You know, yeah, and love at the same and time. That's what you so yeah, it's a thin line. It's a thin line, but I know, I know. Right so. down line. Uh, and of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, my friend? Not much. I'm trying to maximize my dollar, but still, like you know, stay safe at the same time. But the Desmond's giving me the stink eye when I'm telling him I'm like going over to Walmart <laughs> because I'm supposed to come and visit him next weekend. So yeah. I want to stay as COVID-free as I can, but. Uh... You but know, the, the, the demons just be calling him, man. They just be calling him, man. The deals be calling him. He's like, you over here from New Jack City talking about, I need my hits. I need my games. I'm like, dude, how are you going to buy? How are you going to buy uh, Skyrim? Even if it's $5, how are you going to buy Skyrim and be like, oh, I, I, I've only dabbled in it. I'm like, dude, really? I've I'm only like, dabbled in Skyrim. Don't, don't bag on my ass. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, buddy. Okay. I actually went to Walmart this morning. It's my last Walmart per, per, uh, visits until I come and see you. I am not bringing COVID to you, sir. So. Lie like a dog. <laughs> you lie like a dog. I swear to God, on like a Thursday, you're going to be like, uh, uh, I went to, uh, I went to GameStop. Um, uh, yeah. Cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> if you act that way, I'm gonna hit every Walmart up up the damn ninety nine if you want. Oh, I am not surprised if you do. Oh, I am not God. surprised. Like the the walking peach tree dish. <laughs> okay. California. Oh man. Oh, uh, and we have a trade, fourth trade COVID now. 
And we got a fourth joining us on this episode. We got John, one of our listeners, who's who was able to join us for a uh, listener interview for our show. What's going on, John? How you doing? Hey, doing well. Doing well. It's uh, nice to join you guys here on a cult. You know, I know we all chatted in Discord, but this is it's a lot of fun. Nice to hear you. Hey, well, we're glad to have you. Now, just uh, for for the uh, for our listeners, you have been friends with Joe and Dez for uh, for quite a while, correct? Yeah, I so I'm from Fresno, so I live in Nashville, in Tennessee now. Um, but I met Joe when I worked at Software Etc. in the Fashion Fair Mall. Fashion and, Fair Mall, yeah, yeah. Wow, and then, still, still still there, Fashion Fair. <laughs> were yeah. you there with Deborah? Oh yeah. I was, okay. I was her assistant manager oh, okay. <laughs> for a while. I worked my way up from like part-time employee to assistant manager at one point. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I ended up being like moving into Joe's place, uh, like was one of his roommates, actually two different times. We had yes. two different houses kind of in tower-ish or Van Ness area. Yeah. So, uh, you moved in when Desmond moved out, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, Des would come over and go upstairs at that place and, like, chill and play video games in, in Joe's gaming cave up in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with all the shelves of imports and whatnot. Um, but, yeah. No, I've I'm, I'm basically known Joe since, I guess, the 90s. Yeah, uh, 93, 94, I think. Something, something like yeah. that. Yeah, because I was still in high, high school, I guess. And I think, Des, you and I, you went to Bullard, right? Yeah, so I went to Bullard. Yeah, I think we had a little overlap there too, or yeah, yeah. at least a year apart or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But well, but Joe was the Joe was the one that brought us all together, you know, yep. to, to admire games. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. It's like it's it's kind of funny that I met Desmond at an arcade of all things. I don't know if we talked about this on the show before, but basically it's me playing Samurai Shodan and getting angry and continuously oh, pumping have. tokens. But yeah, yeah, I juiced this man for like five bucks, I think it was. Or more. Oh, don't exaggerate. Get, get out of here. Oh yeah, I have my, I have my Yukio, have my Yukio, and he was Hamaru, and it was the battle of the century. He was all like. Ugh, and it's, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just, 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 just hitting the side of the, just, just hitting the side of the, the, the cabinet. Rrr, rrr, yeah. Putting his, putting his quarters on, on the, on the, on the, on the glass. And I was it, like, come on, Joe, keep putting it on the glass. Because it was funny. Because like, I'll never forget. Because I thought, because I thought, oh, you know, this, guy, this guy's pretty cool. This guy's pretty cool. But then he started acting all crazy, and I was like, uh, maybe he's not so cool. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you know, maybe he's. <laughs> but but I just know that he was just very passionate. Yes. Just very passionate, yes. you know, about losing. So Yes. I, I learned very quick not to play fighting games with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He'd just lean over and like encroach on your controller. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah. And and I mean when we met, I was I was still like super into gaming and stuff. You know, I was I was like you guys started with well, at least with from what I know, Kevin, Joe, like early systems, Atari. Yeah. My uncle gave me an Intellivision like way early on. I didn't even know what that thing was, but loved it. And, you know, worked my way up through the, you know, consoles. But when Joe and I met, I was really into PC gaming back then too, before he ever even had a computer. Other than like the early, like, I know you had like a Commodore or an Amiga or something. 
Yeah, I had an Amiga, and then yeah. after that, I think I had like a um, God, I'm trying to remember. I had a IBM PC, but I had like a 386, I think. Yeah. Which I bought to play Earl Weaver Baseball 2 of all things, and I was playing like Wing Commander 2 on there and a few odds and ends. It it didn't like you know really get to me. I think at that point I got into the whole Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo, and Turbo 16 business over uh, playing on PC at that time. So. Yep. Cool. But yeah, me and John actually went to I my first E3. We went together. I know Deborah uh, helped us get in. I think so. Yeah, it was uh, the second. I think it was the second E3 that you and I went to. Yeah, and, uh, 1996. Yeah, because yeah, I think. You went yeah, to the I, 1995? Yeah, I was at the 95 with a couple of our other friends. And, oh, right on. Um, that was the one with the Saturn launch. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes. A Saturn. wonderful Saturn launch. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the day I got called uh, to Software Etc. saying, come and pick up your system. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. huh? Huh? Surprise. Yeah. I had to ma- made sure I had enough money, um, credit on my credit card to pick it up because I wasn't going to save up for it throughout the summer. So. Well, well, we're glad to have you uh, join us for this episode, John. So, our as usual, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off, man? What you been playing, bro? Uh, this last week, well, the usual standby is Torchlight 2, of course. I've been dabbling in that still. I'm further than I've ever been before, so I might actually get to where I might actually beat the game, but uh, I'm still playing it at appropriate times because if I play it and I start getting sleepy, it's like game over, man, game over. So um, as far as anything else, though, I made a little date. I, I told myself, hey, I'm going to turn on this Series X and actually play some games on it for once because it's been like two weeks on there. And so I fired that bad boy up and I played a little Dragon Quest Eleven. got back to that. The game still looks great with HDR and all the bells and whistles on here, much better than what it looks like on PS5. And then I just decided I already had it preloaded and I went back to it and I played Destiny 2 on there so and uh you know i was uh surprised to be back a bit you know and it's like kind of navigating all the menus again going through my vault looking at my weapons i decided to start a new character and because of the new change because of the beyond light expansion i was surprised as all get out because i was expecting to see the same rope ass <laughs> beginning sequence at the tower after the tower got attacked so on and so forth, as usual with Per Destiny 2. But uh, no, a new character, you start out in the Cosmodrome from Destiny 1, actually. And there is an entirely new storyline that you start out with on there as you begin your path as a guardian on there. And so Destiny 2, I mainly played as a Titan. I, I had a warlock I dabbled with, but I picked a hunter this time around. And uh, it was kind of cool to go back. So, you know, especially with the next-gen upgrades and the, and the, you know, 4K, 60 frames a second, uh, adjusting the depth of field and everything. And man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, almost like it felt, to me, Destiny 1's better than Destiny 2 in my book and anything that kind of uh, ties back to Destiny 1 with the thousand hours I've played of Destiny 1 <laughs> uh, is a, a-okay in my book. 
on here. I even found a lost sector I'd never been to, and you know how rote those lost sectors were after a while playing Destiny 2, so on that. A any thoughts, you guys, about Destiny 2? Is Are you going to make me make your way back to the donk train like I'm <laughs> making my oh, way I, back? I ain't to... going back there. I ain't going back there, but I, I was <laughs> no. going to ask nope. you, is, is this, uh, did this, was this kind of the bite that was going to maybe bring you back into Destiny 2 with the, uh, maybe going into the new pay-for content? Well, the thing the about Xbox side, is that going to bring you back in full, full full force? We'll see. We'll see. I, you know, if I do, when I play it, I'm not going to be do running Crucible or Gambit. I'm thinking I'm just going to, you know, just get in the world, do some PVE stuff and be done with it, you know, because, you know, with Monster Hunter Rise coming out the end of March, uh, other games I want to get to, I know the Division 2, um, you know, 4K 60 frames, next gen. Uh, updates coming out, I think, next week. You know, I, I just felt good to go back, but I, at the same time, I just don't know if I'm going to be as deep in the pocket <laughs> with it. You know, it just makes it easy because it's on Games Pass, and since I have Games Pass, I pretty much have everything. I don't have to pay for Beyond Light. The only thing I'd have to pay for is if I do the whole season pass thing. As mm -hmm. far as um, they have a thing like, God forbid, dare I mention... Fortnite, where if you pay for like whatever the current the season is at the moment, that you get uh, additional perks uh, if you uh, invest your silver to buy this this pass for a period of time. And right now in the game, I think the next season's supposed to start I think next week or the week after. So, so I'm not going to be buying the season pass because I'm not trying to grind to get additional cosmetics. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to kind of poke around, see what's in my vault, you know, kind of get re-familiarized with some of the weapons and kind of just take a casual approach to it. So so we'll see okay. if I'm even talking about it from week, weeks on out. So, <laughs> Okay. All right, Dez, what you been up to, man? What you been playing? Well, <clears throat> just given that I've been working a lot and, you know, I'm in my MBA program, I haven't really had enough time to sit down in front of a console, uh, my PS4. Uh, but I have been playing stuff on my on my Switch. Um, I think the portability of the Switch and the Switch Lite has really been a good kind of distraction because I usually play it when I'm getting ready to go to sleep. And a couple of games that I've been playing on there that I, I just really kind of jump back into it. Um, and I I mean, one of the games that I, that I really started playing was, uh, I said before, Iconoclast. And it's the really fun Metroidvania type type game and i think that you know if you haven't if you have the money and you can buy it i think it's like eight dollars i think it was on sale when i bought it um it's a really good really good game um i spoke before about it and i think you should really try it um i also uh downloaded uh kamiko which is supposed to be sort of like I, well all the games that i've been really kind of moving towards is like the 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 Link's awakening type games where it's a top-down perspective and you're running around with your sword and you swing out and like in like an arc and I've been really enjoying those type of those types of of of, of pixel the the ones where, where they really take their time and they and they make the graphics really super super cute super clean. Those are the ones that I've really been 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 uh, trying. I haven't played Kamiko yet, uh, but it's it's definitely on my short short list. Um, I've tried Octopath Traveler. Um, I'm playing the the prologue demo now because I guess when you play the demo. Some of the stuff that you have in the demo will be will be able to be used in the in the main game, and I'm trying to decide if I want to really 
sink some hours into that game. I hear it's fantastic. I hear it looks, uh, and I know I know it looks gorgeous, but I hear it's fantastic. Um, but I know that if I start playing that, uh, I'll be playing that game for for quite a while. So Is I'm just it trying Octopath to Octopath or Bravely Default Two that you're playing. Uh, Octopath Traveler. Oh, okay, good deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I downloaded. Uh, I I got it on a sale, super cheap on a sale. Um, and it's very rare to see that game go go di- be discounted. So so when I saw it, I was like, okay, now's the time to pick it up. Um, but and I, and I also have played the um, the Bravely Default Two um demo as well and it's really good if you haven't played it you really should sit down and, and take a look at it it was really good um and then the other two games that i that i was playing was a uh, sword of the necromancer that just came out um it's got um it looks like i mean they all kind of look a little bit similar with different sprites but it, it uh reminds me of a uh, moonlighter um without the management sim aspect of it um it's kind of like you know, you you get the sword and you're trying to resurrect your dead girlfriend, of course, you know, and you have to go into this dungeon to, to 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 get to gain power in order to charge up the sword to kind of save her, bring her back to life. But but the thing is, you can play with local co-op with with folks, which I think is really kind of cool. Uh, there's no multiplayer online multiplayer, but you can play on uh, multiplayer. Uh, sorry, couch co-op or local co-op, which I think, which I think is really cool. And then um, another thing is. Um, uh there's a monster collecting element of it because the monsters you slay you can resurrect and they'll fight for you so i thought that was a really cool kind of mechanic that they have going so it's kind of got this sort of um monster hunter or sorry um uh dragon quest joker kind of thing uh going on as well um but it looks cool like it's 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 a fun looking game i have to get used to the uh to the action uh, by that I mean, uh, when you swing your sword, it's not super fast, so you really have to kind of, you know, time your attacks and and whatnot. But but it's been fun so far. And then the last game that I've been playing is uh, Grim Valor, and I, this was mentioned in our Discord. I think Gerald might have mentioned it. Um, I can't remember. Actually, who. no, I think I mentioned it to you because Alberto was Alberto. Yes, yeah. Alberto. Sorry, he didn't, he, didn't had... t- he didn't talk about it, but I noticed he was playing it when I was browsing. Oh, which I, uh... I thought he mentioned it in the Discord that he that he had played it. Oh. No, no, I was just checking out what everyone was playing oh. basically when I was in my Switch and seeing who was online, that kind of thing. And I saw, I didn't hear the game, and then I told you about it because oh. I heard of it. So, so, so Big Joseph is watching us play games, huh? Is that is that what's going on? <laughs> you know it, man. I'm always interested <laughs> to see what you guys are up to. So. So, but Grim Valor, I, I checked it out. Uh, it's really fun. It's a side-scrolling, uh, it's a side-scrolling Metrovania uh, game. Looks good. Uh, looks good. Much more realistic than, or the, the the look they're going for and the tone is much more realistic than, than uh, sort of the Necromancer. But it's a fun little side-scrolling, you know, game uh, with dodge mechanics. Um, I like it that you that you can just hold down the button and do and do your combos. I think it's kind of fun. Um, I'm really in early stages of of all these games because I usually pick them up before I'm going to go to bed, and it's a really good kind of wind down for me from the day's events. Um, but uh, the one game that I've gone gone really far on is Iconoclast, and again, I I can't recommend that game high enough. But but once everything, I know that once everything kind of um at work, um gets a little bit more we're going through a reorg at work too so that's another thing that's kind of like ugh. so we're going through a reorg at work i started my mba program once everything starts to gel together um i will be able to have more time to actually play uh on my ps4 because 
uh, when we all got together and played Strange Brigade, that was a lot of fun. So I'm really, really looking forward to um, playing that playing that again with 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 all of you. That was like I really enjoyed that game, and you know I don't know why I stopped playing it. Like Joe says, you know I got I got these step kids that I, I had just too many step kids. So you got sidetracked. You went hot and cold like usual, man. That's yes, I got hot and cold. You know, and Joe saw. <laughs> Just like you gotta spend time with these kids, and I'm like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. So, oh, 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 actually, one game that I did start, one game that I did start on my PS4, and I forgot to tell you, this is this was uh, uh, a while ago. Was I started to try to play I Am Setsuna again? Um, oh, so, good deal. Yeah, so I tried to, you know, I I I don't want to say I tried to, I just kind of put it on there and and just sort of playing through it. And then I was like, you know, the, then I kind of stopped because I was like, am I going to have time to d- devote to this game? I don't know. But the, so then I stopped playing it. And then I I, I, I put on the uh, Capcom beat-em-up bundle and just started playing that because those beat-em-ups, you literally can just pop in, play play a couple of rounds on a, on a game, and then bounce out. So uh, We so need to get some multiplayer Warriors of Fate 2 going on. Um, I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. Um, I started playing... Um, because I've played all of them to to various degrees, but the only one that I hadn't played, which was which is really kind of interesting, was um, oh god, what was it called? Uh, Battle Circuit. I had never played Battle Circuit, and so I was like, okay, so I tried it, and that game is just silly. So I've never, well, um, I don't, I don't think I've tried that one. This one I've never seen at the arcade. For whatever. yeah, I've never like I've I'd never seen Battle Circuit uh, or Armored Warriors. Those are the two that I that I had never played before. Yeah. And I, I had never realized and or what was going on. But I have to admit that uh, Battle Circuit was a, whole, a lot of fun. And if the three of you and John, if you if you have it, it's just super easy, you know, um, download. It's all it's a downloadable game from the from the PSN store, like four player, you know, running around, beating them up, you know, picking up, you know, food on the ground and doing special moves. It's a I mean, they're they're all great games. Some are better than others, but they're all great. But well, it would, it you've would already kill cost me money. Had... Oh. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What was that, John? I, bought, I, bought, I was going to say you already cost me money. I, I picked up Iconoclast. Oh, <laughs> so. have you have you played it or just pick it up now? No, when I, I said literally it, literally just put it. Picked it oh, up. Uh, it's really good. Like, and it's funny because you look at it, you look at the game, and you look at how it plays, and and the main character is just this bubbly kind of girl. But the backdrop is this sort of like sinister religious cult and these free people trying to be free. And you're like, this is some like heavy stuff. And I'm like, mm? but then, but then, but then everything is just so chipper. That, that's the one thing that belies the, 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 like when, when you look at a, 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 a pixel like game, um, but the but the overall narrative is super is super like somber and sad. But but the pixels always look so cute and just kind of like mm? <laughs> so it's really weird. Like uh, I always think that it's really weird when you're when you look at those games and 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 it's the way they look versus what they're trying to say. That's why Iconic Class like it looks great, but some of the things that happen in the game you're kind of like wow okay. <laughs> Nice. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm also glad you're picking up your switch again because I feel like yeah, I would. I would when you were commuting, 
you were constantly mentioning Switch games, and I'd be like loading up my Switch store with (laughs) the games you were saying, and that's like gone away. So like my Switch has also been just hanging out, not doing much. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I definitely would say I would definitely say uh, those three games. I think I think are really great. Um, I kind of class definitely uh, Grim Valor and Sword of the Necromancer are all three really fantastic games. Um, Grim Valor, Kevil like, is there enough of uh, like a battle mechanic in there? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think he would like it, uh, especially if you like, it, it reminds me, I mean, all of this kind of side scrolling reminds you of Castlevania. So it's like, you know, and it, and it looks like Castlevania and, and it's a cursed, like it's, it's a cursed, um, like the whole basic thing is like, you know, a, a whole kingdom got cursed or some shit and you have to run around and, and free the people who are cursed in this thing and, and you're a knight and, so I mean it's very generic, but but the combat system is really kind of fun. I actually like it because of the dodge mechanic, because um you it, you time your dodges right and you can you'll do this really cool little flip uh, uh through people, and then you can attack them from the back. And it's just the the controls are very very um precise, and it feels good to use the controls. And you don't have to button mash it because you can just hold the attack button down. And the character will do will do their attacks, which is really kind of cool. But again, I'm only I'm only at the very beginning of the game, and I haven't really unlocked all the all the other super super special stuff. Uh, the the HUD is really simple on these games, but it is an RPG, you know, so or or an action RPG side scrolling. So I do think that you there is a level up mechanic, and one thing that I really like about it is it saves automatically when you close it out. So I'm like I love games that do that. That way you're Did not you... like searching for a searching for a save point or something because i think that's can be annoying sometimes did you want to bind the game because i know i downloaded the demo for it but i haven't played it yet so oh i downloaded it i i don't it's weird for for the um as cheap as as cheap as some of these games are on the switch i just buy them you know i can i can i can you know put out ten dollars you know i mean nowadays you know ten dollars won't even get you a a meal at mcdonald's now you know fully (laughs) you're paying a couple more dollars so so if a game is so if a game is like nine ninety nine or something, I'll go ahead and just buy it. Um, and, and I, I have a pretty big you know uh, memory card in my Switch, so so I just, I usually just buy it, you know, which is kind of fun because you can go back and then kind of like pick up games that, that you started and restart. Um, although I am I am kind of missing uh, uh, dock mode, so so um, so. Even though I like the 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 light, and I can take it with me on the go, and um, it's nice. I am missing dock mode uh, on some of these games. Just playing it, you know, in front of my um, in front of my TV. So, so, <clears throat> so um, it's funny now. I'm thinking about like, is there a way to connect it to my TV through a through an HDMI cable? Hmm. You know, it probably is, but that just kind of defeats the purpose. So I'm kind of like. I don't think so. I'll do some crack internet research. On oh no, I probably get no, no, no. Once, once that, once that Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Switch comes to America, I'm probably gonna buy it. <laughs> I told you that it would. So <laughs> I told you that it would. I haven't seen it yet. I've been. It's gonna come. It's gonna be it. here. It's they gonna be Europe, right? They announced Germany and Japan. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it came out of Europe. As it oh, was like, I, I was just yeah, yeah, at... entire yeah, basically you uh, Nintendo UK, Nintendo France, Nintendo Germany. It's okay. all up on their appropriate websites. Oh, yeah, you did. So. You told me France had, had just released theirs. I didn't realize that it was the entire EU had it now. Yeah, I was entire looking... EU. Yeah. 
but um, Australia as well. So oh wow, See, then it's going to come to the U.S. It it has to like they they would be they would be missing out if they did it. Plus, plus I'm not going to import it. Like no, I don't I don't feel like spending the money to import it. You know, My bills nah nah. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the Switch and I and I doubly love Monster Hunter, but that's 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 a bit much. So mm. yeah. All yeah. right. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, so, John, you know, our guest, what have you been playing, buddy? Well, uh, so I, I previously had been on a big Switch kick recently. I, uh, as I've mentioned in the Discord, I've played a bunch of Age of Calamity. I just beat that, like, last week. Um, I probably will play some of the in-game stuff, just playing around, leveling characters, and practicing moves for other characters. but. At some point, I think I'll put that down. Um, I did play a bunch of the the Monster Hunter Rise demo uh, just to sort of get the feel, but only the single player. Um, uh, and now I'm going to just stop and wait for the game and then try to get involved with the multiplayer on that. Um, so the other things I've been jumping into recently is uh, I started with some release of some of the some additional content for bloodstained i repicked that or reloaded that and started just playing some of the uh additional content that has been added over the last couple of years uh i am a huge like metrovania is like like right up my alley that is my wheelhouse <laughs> for for like single player uh so so like conoclast and grim valor those are going to be uh very quick to to grab I do sometimes get annoyed with like what Kev mentions on the podcast about like having to haul your way back to whatever, but uh, I just I just love those games way too much. Uh, well, I remember back in the day when Symphony of the Night, man, it's like <laughs> we we all went whole hog on it, and I think you especially, I believe, from what I remember, I know that I think we got a Japanese copy prior to the U.S. one coming out, I believe. Yeah, I maxed the Japanese copy and then maxed the like 197.5, whatever it is, percent. Yeah, yeah, same here. And so I did the Japanese copy and then did the whole U.S. copy. I just did the U.S. copy and it was it was amazing. Like I did that and I did the hack. I did the horrible hack when you when you got we get to the first level and you get that one cane that hit that hits from the back and the front. And you just sit there overnight and you over level. I did that. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like I remember those days when, when you could just like straight up hack a game, you have your turbo, your turbo on your controller, and you tape the button down, you leave it going all night, and you come back and you're super over leveled. You go run through everything and hit one shot everything. Loved it. Oh, it was so yeah. cool. Good stuff. No, that was that game was so good. And I I like to this day still I would kill for a for an updated version of it that had widescreen and just yeah that that would be amazing um and then the other one uh the other thing that i've gotten into recently um so i decided to pull up the like after age of calamity i didn't really have anything i wanted to jump into on switch so i decided to pull up the ps4 and joe a while back i had reached out like hey what games should i buy i'm gonna buy a bunch of used games from gamestop at some point and one of the games he recommended was yakuza zero i hadn't played those at all and i threw that in and just started going with it and i'm like on chapter four now uh that game's it's a lot of fun 
just I love that fighting mechanic of it and the way the way the character like the fighting works. Um, the only thing that just annoys me is that honestly some of the conversations are really long and very <laughs> uh, boring. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so there's it's a like news a item opera. coming up. There's a news item on the list today that might short circuit me playing this much further, but either that or I might just skip all the side quests. Uh and go through only the main quests. <laughs> but it's like I've been playing it like other games of that genre, the the kind of semi-action adventure, do all the side quests and whatever, that sort of stuff. And I'm just like I don't know if I can handle these cheesy relationship side quests anymore. <laughs> so it's Yakuza, man. So you get your fix. I don't know if you made it up to the chicken and the dancing little Asian guy, but <laughs> no, I don't think so. So those, those are all side quests. So uh, yeah, something to look forward to. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had to like fake out with some girl's boyfriend to her dad and i'm like what am i doing in this game about freaking freaking mafia characters and i'm doing this stuff and i have this eye patch yeah that's believable (laughs) (laughs) other than that i mean the game's actually pretty cool the at the actual if it was just the main plot stuff it's pretty awesome so i i might try to push through and just skip everything and not bother with this maxing everything but yeah uh so yeah that's that's pretty much all i I, i've been going at i I don't have a lot of gaming time all the time so that's pretty pretty much the main things okay all right well for for me i'm kind of in the same boat i haven't played a whole lot um i've been just working on some other things but i did finish miles morales um and yeah that 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 game was that game was awesome um, I really like the way that they made Miles his own Spider-Man. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, he he fights in a similar fashion as Peter Parker from his hand-to-hand moves, but he dodges differently. He web-slings differently. His, um, his Venom powers, uh, that, that bioelectric thing that he, that he can do, that adds a really unique aspect to his melee combat his crowd control options and it, it it's been it, it was it was really cool um i really like i really like that game so i played through it completed the story i will probably what i might do probably not on a continuous basis or or mean like a regular basis is maybe go back and do a lot of the um do some of the side stuff uh, that I was not able to do through the first playthrough, but uh, it has definitely made me want to go play Spider-Man again. So at some, I'm not going to do it right off the bat, but at some point I'm going to go back and uh, play Spider-Man. I did buy the deluxe edition of Miles Morales, which has uh, the 28, 2017 Spider-Man, 2017 to 2018, whenever that game came out. Uh, the PS4 Spider-Man and Miles Morales on the same disc. So uh, I have all that. I have that original game there to play. But yeah, that's really that's really all I've been playing. Uh, yeah. All I played the last week. 
Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, I might. I was thinking about actually going back and beating Spider-Man again, and then playing all of the like getting that collection, mm-hmm. you know, the super the greatest, and then uh, actually going back and playing Spider-Man the first one, and then doing all the DLC because I never, I never did the DLC. Like I almost one hundred percent infected the game, um, but once I beat it, I was just I don't know. Like I'm a really like huge Spider-Man fan, and after after the end of that game and everything, I was just kind of like. I was just kind of spent, like, because I was just like, oh, this game, you know, because it just, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It, it was great, but it just took a lot out of you. Like, it took a lot out of me after I was, after I was done. I was just like, oh, and so I never went back and played the DLC, though I have it all, but I definitely would, I'm going to buy that. Like, it's what, it's going to be a, a purchase when I, when I finally, if and when I get my PS5, geez, um, the bots finally relent, um, I'll be able to, you know, get it and i'm probably gonna do that just play play through spider-man again and the super the greatest see how it looks mm-hmm. watch my eyes melt out of my head and then um and then you know hopefully play the rest of it too <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'm in the same boat uh i i like played through spider-man and like i meant to do the side quest like the uh, dlc and then i decided to just finish off the game and that end sequence was so long and intense and then i was just like i put it down and and then the other day, I actually went by a friend's and he had his PS4 or five going and he, he was playing Miles Morales. And it was just the, the movements are different, like the way the like he fought. It was so shockingly different. I was just so jealous and really wanted to play it. But then also with he, he said he had played through the, the new high res version of the of the original Spider-Man. And I was just, oh, I need a PS5. I need to. <laughs> play through that whole thing again it's just so such a good game mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's really cool it's really cool but yeah that's really that's really all i've been playing this past week but um we've got a guest special guest here we got john and we're going to interview him and get a little bit of his perspective on gaming Just just for our listeners, John, when when would you say you started getting into gaming? Was it was it was at the dawn, the golden age, or did you get in a little bit further than that? Well, because you've got an interesting I, perspective of returning to gaming. I kind of gaming. I want to I want to get that get into that. So yeah, I, I'd say for starting. I mean, my my dad got me a Pong system, <laughs> like with the old school where it literally wow. had the, yeah the knobs mm-hmm. and the tape it was like a tape thing inside that changed the layout on the screen and so yeah it was a it was an actual original pong and so we had that and then at some point i don't actually remember getting a 2600 but i got one and had a ton of games like everyone else and traded games even with friends and stuff and then worked i do remember the point where i got a uh um I guess it was after the 2600 before the Nintendo that an uncle gave me, uh, my uncle gave me uh, an Intellivision. He worked at Sears and he just like came home one day and was like, hey, I got this at work. Thought you might like it. Gives me an Intellivision, some games. I had no clue what it was. It had Tron. I was obsessed. Um, but but yeah, generally, I mean, I that, so basically really early. I was pretty young then, too, with the uh, Pong. Obviously, I was like probably like five or six. I was probably around 
10 or 11 when I got a Nintendo. And I've owned most of the systems throughout the years, like uh, Sega Master System, Genesis, Super Nintendo. I was really into Turbo Graphics. Um, later got a Turbo Graphics CD um, so that I could play Ease One and Two. Um, and then obviously, like I, I did not ever get a Neo Geo, but I was really obsessed with the Neo Geo games and mm. was really jealous of a friend of mine who had a Neo Geo and would that go over to his Dustin place. Dustin Hempel, right? Yeah, totally. I would, I would go over there and play the Neo Geo all the time. I think I was, they were the only people I know that came in and bought the like Neo Geo uh, memory card yeah. <laughs> when I was working at software, et cetera. It was like in 1992 when I was working there. So. Yep. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I just, uh, um, you know, that was, that was kind of the gaming world and up through PlayStation and stuff. Um, I got into computer gaming when I was in high school where a friend of mine kind of sort of got me interested in it. Uh, that was pre video card. Mm -hmm. Um, so like definitely gaming was not as, as good on PCs, but it started evolving. And by the time, like, I met Joe, I was, you know, playing games like Quake and stuff, multiplayer. We would network computers together to play multiplayer gaming uh, and stuff and then trying to do that. Um, but, but yeah, I, I basically focused more probably on computer games from then on for, for a number of years um, mm. until about kind of 2010, where I kind of just dropped off both computer and, uh, or even before that, really, I guess it was, it was more like 2005, 2006, where I kind of really like stopped console. And then a little later stopped computer stuff. Um, you know, I know I, I must've done a little computer things cause I did play some of those mass effect games on there. But then when that computer kind of got too old, I just stopped computer gaming. Um, until I won a Switch like two years ago at some board game convention for a $1 entry fee to a drawing. <laughs> like, got a free Switch, and then I was like, oh, I should go get, like, Mario Kart or something. And then, and then got Breath of the Wild and played that for a while. And then the following Black Friday was the year where PS4 had, um, it was like that package with where you got a PS4, you got, spider-man you got last of us or i think the last of us uh remastered whatever and then you also got horizon zero dawn mm -hmm. for like yeah, that was a killer combo i'm not i mean you talk about getting back into gaming like I, it also it, like those games i mean i in last of us i actually had played i borrowed a friend's ps3 and played it through so I had done that one, but, uh, but yeah, Spider-Man and Horizon, those were, those are amazing games. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. Now, uh, when you mentioned that you got out of, you got out of gaming in 2009 and 2010, you even dropped a PC gaming. Was it, you get, you got busy with other things or was there something going on in gaming or the quality of games that was out at that time that just, you just weren't finding finding a, a groove there what, what prompted uh, that 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 fall away i mean i think i fell off the the systems like the game systems sometime around like the 
PS2 era just because I, um, I don't know, I guess I wasn't too into the uh, initial PS2 lineup and I, I didn't think the games were going there like the best direction. Um, and I think it might have gotten better down the road. I think you guys have had conversations about some of this, but I, I was just like not too into it. Um, and then also I remember like I did, I did play a decent amount of PS2, but then I think it was actually PS3 where it was like crazy expensive. Mm. And I just wasn't, you know, going to spend five or $600 on whatever it was that was coming out. Um, especially back then. Um, and then on PC side, it was actually just honestly to keep going with the gaming stuff. It was just so expensive. Um, even though I was, you know, becoming more of an adult and, you know, have a lot of disposable income and whatever, it was just got started to get so expensive to maintain a gaming PC back then. And I guess it in a way still is, but you can get in kind of cheap, um, now just not if you want a thousand dollar video card. Um, but yeah, I just started, got a little out of hand. Um, and then I also just wasn't too into the types of games. I, I think that it was just a lot of on the PC side, it was a lot of like, you know, the like call of duty style shooters, um, which weren't really in my area of interest. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I just, sort of my interest diverged. I also like, you know, did the, some of the adulting, got married, had a kid at some point, you know, uh, the adulting things that just drive other interests. Uh, I spent some time overseas and it was just, yeah, it took me a while to just sort of refine the path back to it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you're get your gear, you're back into gaming, and I, I tell you, I, I think I, Joe said it, I've said it. The best way to game is to come in a generation behind what's out, because you have this this vast this vast library of inexpensive games to choose from. But in 2020, 2021, we're in a, a very interesting uh, situation. We've got, if you're coming in on Xbox One and PS4, you have these this library of cheaper games. But now you've got these streaming solutions. So let me ask you this question: uh, Why go in your of uh, in your mind? Why go with a console? Uh, as opposed to one of the streaming solutions, which 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 uh, what made you make that make that decision? Well, it's interesting. I, I don't think like when I jumped in when I came back a year or two ago that the streaming solutions were where they are now. Um, but I would admit, like on the computer side, it'd be very hard for me to consider a like getting a computer for any sort of true gaming stuff when I could consider something like, uh, you know, like a, I, I, I don't want a Stadia, but like something like that, where I could get the say PC version of cyberpunk and run it on a Stadia, mm -hmm. um, which is running off a PC and has all the, you know, bells and whistles and whatnot. And that's, 
I feel like in the future, this is going to be uh, using cloud computing and whatnot. This is going to be where the, the sort of power and resources come from because like, do I really want to invest $2,000 in a, in another computer to, to get, uh, you know, to play a $50 game that's only somewhat better than that same game on, on a PS5 or whatever. Um, so, so that's part of it. But also the other aspect is that on the streaming things, you know, a lot of the games are full price. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and I did like the idea that it was like, I could jump in with this PS4 and, you know, you know, there's $5 games that are amazing. And, and it makes me like sit there and think, oh, you know, I might like to dabble with Red Dead Redemption 2 but it's $22. Is that really worth it right now when I could play, you know, this Yakuza zero I picked up for seven, mm -hmm. you know, or, or whatever. It's like, you know, it, it's just that aspect where you can catch up is, is pretty impressive. Um, one, one thing that's very interesting right now is that this new generation has created a dilemma on the, the, on that, on that, philosophy because if i want to continue playing older games like the ps4 type games i could still pick up a ps5 and play them you know a little bit up with some little bells and whistles added because of patches and whatnot and because of that back compat and that actually intrigues me with the idea of the ps5 though it's you know, I'm not going to buy it until it's actually available everywhere. I'm not paying extra. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I feel. I have you. a friend who paid seven hundred dollars for a digital PS5. Oh what? my gosh! <laughs> oh, don't don't do that, folks. Don't do that. Seven hundred for a digital? Oh lord! Don't That's the only it. one I've seen in in <laughs> real life. Wow. They will make more. They will make more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not a limited quantity. Like you will get it. He really wanted it. I, I, I get it, but yikes. Yeah, mm. I agree. You know, very much. Agree. So, so going back to the um, taking a look again at the streaming versus, uh, you know, going into a console a little bit later. Are you like for me? I'm a stickler for for content ownership. You know, it, it took me forever to get on the get on the train with digital downloads. Um, and it's like my thing with the streaming is that particularly on the Stadia side, and I, I think it's the same with Amazon's uh, system, too, is that you don't technically own the game, meaning that if Google decides to pull up the stakes on Stadia, that money that you've spent, you can't transfer those saves over to your Steam library or your Epics library. They're, they're, you're just you're just SOL. Um, is that what is that one of the reasons why one of the reasons you considered for in going with uh, console as opposed to streaming, or was it just w one was more convenient for you as opposed to the other? I, so I don't think at the time that was a like something I considered, but actually. In general, I also like the idea of ownership, even if it's digital ownership. Like, like I like the fact that I still have this Steam library that has games in it that I, you know, I do get a 
you know, computer that I want to use, or heck, honestly, my laptop right now can handle it. So most of the games that are in my library, but I mean, I can download them whenever. Same with my good old games library that exists. Um, and then same with the PlayStation library, you know, technically it says that I own like some PS3 games. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I can't do much with them. I don't have a <laughs> PS3, but they're there, I guess, if I got one. Um, and and that I really I really appreciate that. Uh, it's the the same thing with like I don't stream music really. I I tend to try to own music. You know, I try to own my MP3s and whatnot, so I don't use Spotify and those services really. Um, I just like the feel of knowing that I have some control, but I am okay with the digital control. Like I, I got to that pretty quick. I, you know, I like the idea that I can trade in a game, but at the same point, I can probably live without doing that in the future, especially when I'm buying these old games that are like not that expensive. Now, when I'm talking about like Switch, and I buy a new, like, Nintendo Nintendo game, like their releases. I very much appreciate that those things hold value, and I can return it after I finish the game. <laughs> yeah, it's agree. almost like an extended rental. <laughs> yeah, it really, it, it really is when you when you think about it. Because like when I was trying to get that that um, um, that Octopath Traveler, it's like like I just I I held out for for a very long time for for a physical uh to to be to be released in price but it just took forever and so i just finally i found i found it uh digitally for like 50 percent off and i was like okay this is this is good enough and so i just so i just bit the bullet and bought it i think it was actually i think it was like 60 percent off on the nintendo nintendo store so uh so i just bought it uh on their eShop and i bought it so so yeah um and and there's something there, there's something you know i don't know there, because I'm a comic book collector and and there's just something about looking at your stuff, your games on on the shelf and be like, okay, I, I, I own these games, you know, there's something about that. And I know that's that 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 feeling is um is fleeting, you know, as 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 we move more more into the digital realm. Um but but the I don't know that that holds a that holds a, a a a place in my heart that I just am not ready to um, let go yet. I guess. So I totally understand. Yeah, for me, I I was pretty easy to get rid of the uh, the video game side of collecting physical. I have too many other hobbies that there take you up go. a lot of space. So my yeah. my board game collection is pretty pretty intense. And then now I've recently rediscovered vinyl. And oh wow, that, that's going to be bad. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> well, this vinyl, you know, you can put them sideways and yes, <laughs> you know, it's not, not as bad, but a big, a big honking, uh, board game box. Now that you oh, only yeah. have so much shelf space. Nope. I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm married too. So, so, you know, there's uh, a limitation on the stuff I'm allowed yeah. to own. That's, yes. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, cause you got to share space now. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I would honestly, if it was like PS4 older games, I would buy them all um, digital if it wasn't for the fact that like, you know, GameStop goes like, buy five and you get 60% off and uh, you buy five games for PS4 because I haven't owned these and they it'll cost me like 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then, 
you know, three months later, they arrived. Well, and that brings me to my next question. Uh, finding, buying, buying inexpensive games. Are, are you finding, finding some deals online? You just mentioned GameStop. Do you have access to maybe like some smaller mom and pop games, uh, game stores in your area? Uh, where are you finding your dollar goes furthest? In, yes. Uh, since you've been back in gaming, where are you finding that taking place at? Honestly, I mean, the mom and pop stores are gone. So uh, it's pretty much, it seems like GameStop owns everything. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so may, mainly it's the online sales. That's probably where I do most of grabbing things. I mean, obviously with Switch and indie games, that's pretty much where I spend, I'll get a lot of deals when they go on sale. Although that Switch store is such a pain, although they're improving it. Um, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> So you got to know, you got to do what you do, which is like watch those videos. Yeah. They go over like the top 10 games that are on sale or something, whatever, <laughs> or new releases. Yeah. Um, and then, then you know, the, the holiday sales and the uh, just the regular online sales. Then I, I keep up with the GameStop like used sales when they have them. Uh, they'll, they'll do something like, if you buy five games, it's X percent off, like 60% off. And so you just try to get as many as you can. And, um, even if you aren't totally interested at that point in time, you know, maybe at some point you will be. Um, and if I do that, I try to make sure I'm getting, you know, basically games that Joe or somebody is going to agree is like a greatest hit. You got to play this at some point, you know, or, you just know because of the environment. Like I have Bloodborne sitting there, I need to try out, but I picked it up for I think I probably got it for like six bucks. So yeah, those GameStop deals—they're great, but it's, I can never pair up enough because I own everything that's on sale. So. Mm. When you own none of them, you can <laughs> yeah, pair it's, up. yeah. I, can, I can imagine it's like I almost feel like I, I want to give my stuff away so I can go and buy it. Again. Stop that! <laughs> no, no, uh, don't not even that say way. that. I'm not that don't way. Even say that. Mm. Yeah. The problem is I'm back in, so now I'm like, oh, if I go into PS5, I don't get all these discounted games, but at least I have years of back combat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. there's like Reddit groups like Patient Gamers where they're adamant about waiting until you know games get down below a certain price. So, you know, if you're disciplined, you know, because unfortunately uh, I'm not. You know, I'll buy a game and let it sit on my shelf for years before I get to it, and it's like, okay, what am I really doing? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah, I I try to avoid the new games if I can. But I mean, like on Switch, there's no such thing as new game. If it's a new game, it's going to cost the same price forever. Uh, yeah. For for like so like Monster Hunter Rise, like because I kind of want to try the multiplayer, I'm going to get it when it comes out, but you talk about cyberpunk and disregard all the disaster of it, um, whether or not it was going to be like, had it worked perfectly, I probably would have waited, you know, three months because it would have been twenty nine ninety nine. Yep. Black <laughs> <Friday>. <laughs> I mean, Black Friday. when a game sells six, 10 million copies, that was the big chunk of the sales. So they're just going to discount it soon later, like soon after. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, and the used market's going to be flooded with them, yep. especially if there's no long tail to it, per se. So. Yeah, like I got that Jedi phone order for like 20 bucks, and I got it used. And, I mean, 
like my friend paid 60 like a month before me yeah, i paid yeah. 60 <laughs> and it was really boring richard Cunningham's oh my god jedi's adventures <laughs> oh my god yes like, like i got that game on a black on a black friday deal as well and you know a, a part of me wants to go ahead i, I started the game um, but a part of me wants to just go ahead and, and drop it because I keep hearing the same thing from many different people, and that is is that it's boring. I, and, I stopped near the end. Like, uh, I could finish it probably in an hour or mm-hmm. two, and it's just, uh, I don't care. Also, <laughs> also this the time, I mean, maybe it fixes it in the new systems, but... The time it takes to load after you accidentally just didn't grab onto something and fell to your death is yep. just really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> Not optimized at all. I know they have a new patch out though right now. So I mean, I I mean, and it's one of the back compat ones for the PS5, right? Yeah, no, it's on the list. Yeah. So they, maybe I have so the maybe... Xbox copy. So I, I, I said I have the Xbox copy. So Uh-oh. I don't know uh, if they made any changes. I don't have an Xbox right now, period. But uh, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll hold on to it when I get when I replace the the One X. And it's like, well, I, I just like everybody. I just about everybody says the same thing about Fallen Order is that it's not. It's just boring. It's just. Ugh. I, the villains, yeah. I don't know. I thought the villains were a bit more. I thought the villains had a lot more um, story to them than than than. Then what's his name? Cal or Cal? Yeah, Richie. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not Richie. It's Archie. I know it's, it's Archie. I know. <laughs> Archie That's what it's, it's Richie. Richie, Maybe. Archie. If you're yeah. a redhead with pimples, this is you. This is your game. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'll, I'll probably go ahead. And, I'll probably go ahead and play it once I replace my Xbox. But uh... it's on Games Pass, sir. So you might want to dish that physical physical copy while you can. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, 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 it's a part of EA Play. Yeah, it's on Games Pass. So, but you have to be, you have to join EA Play to play it, though. EA right? Play is on Game Pass Ultimate. So, oh, oh. So you, you just, okay, yeah, a, okay. Well, that's cool. yeah. It's downloaded on my Series X. I am. I haven't played it yet, though. It's collecting du- digital dust, huh? You know it. <laughs> if I could, if I could sell that digital dust, I'd be rich. Better <laughs> be selling GameStop stock. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Oh man! So okay. Well, uh, does anyone have any other questions for John in his return to gaming crusade? I, I, I mean, welcome back to the welcome back to the addiction. I mean, I mean the fold, buddy. I mean, <laughs> right. See ya. You know, you you you. As I say, you had gotten out, but they keep pulling you back in. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny too because like the week I got that switch, the next thing I did was like look for podcasts and i think joe had just shared an episode of your your guys's podcast and i was like oh, i'll just add that video game podcast <laughs> yep well okay. i thank you yeah. so it was was it was it really the switch that got you back into 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 gaming or yeah. was it or is it the cheap ps4 or the cheap xbox ones or i mean uh, yeah. what was the catalyst for that well i mean it was the switch like i, I didn't have anything before that like a single system at all and so then I got the Switch, and I was like, oh, let me play some games. And really, honestly, most of the stuff I got initially was either some some of the Metrovania stuff, the indie games on Switch, and then I picked up Breath of the Wild. And 
I know some of you guys have some issues with the whole weapons thing and the controls, but that game was amazing yeah, um, as a I whole. Just I just can't yeah. get past the breaking. When the master sword breaks, I'm like, come on, y'all. I think the the game is great, and and what it was trying to do, I just, I just think some of the things were just a little, were misses. Like overall, overall, I enjoyed my time with it, but, but it just that was just one of the more frustrating things. It's just like I just want to, I just want to fight these people. Like I don't want to have my sword break, and then I don't know. It 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 just it just added a level of frustration that I was just like not comfortable with because I was just like, ugh. And then, and then the inventory was too small. It's just I don't know. Something about that game was just like I mean I have it, or no I sold it. Sorry, I I need to buy that again and and actually and actually play it and get through it because the puzzles now the puzzles is where that game shines. They're good. Those those dungeons. Yeah, the dungeons are are really great. I'm telling you, if you haven't yeah. played Immortal Phoenix Rising, like it, I, I people will probably throw tomatoes at their at their podcast or you know at their iPhones. I don't know. Uh, but but I just think that Immortal Phoenix Rising just did did it better than than um they they improved upon what um Breath of the Wild did in my opinion. But cool. But then yeah, after Switch it was kind of like listening to you guys and then hearing all the stuff and I was like, well, I should get a grown-up system. And uh, <laughs> and then Black Friday like I mean, it was it was hard to pass. That everybody said Spider-Man was amazing, and ironically, when I got that that package, I was like, "Oh, I put on Spider-Man." And I was like, "This is cool." And then I put on Horizon and tried it, and I was like, "Done." Played through Horizon all the way through. That game was amazing. Wow. Then I played Comment Spider-Man. <laughs> Comet hurt my soul. I did like everything in Horizon. Like I did the expansion, all that like right through wow. it was like obsessed that game was so good and i still and so that'll do, be the I still have to do the expansions myself i completed the main game i still have to go back and do the expansions at some point the story on the expansion is really cool it's all about like the yellowstone volcanoes like the volcanoes under yellowstone national park mm-hmm. it's just it, it's just a neat neat story that's very separate from the other one and it also gives you a weapon upgrade to your spear no cool which cool. really makes a big difference like oh wow the spear can finally get upgraded and do something so yeah yeah oh but yeah i mean i was like you know be a grown-up get a grown-up system and then, <laughs> stop it yeah i don't i don't want to i don't have any keep it going <laughs> so, so you're all horrible people <laughs> hey do you want to i know so. you're on another podcast you want to cross promote it while you're uh talking about shows and whatnot oh no i've just i mean i'm a somewhat regular regular guest to uh uh metalheads podcast it's called the metalheads podcast and it's all if people are interested in metal check it out but you have to be really interested in long form discussion because it's six hour episodes wow (laughs) wow that you, you you guys do them in one sitting or do you return and continue the? Oh no, it's one sitting. Wow, <laughs> that's devotion right there. Yeah, it's like it's and wait, 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 is it six hours on like one band and you go through no. the repertoire or just the whole it's thing? Just, it's like you guys having oh. a, a script with various topics going through different things, and just every one of them takes forever. Wow, <laughs> it's like seven people. 
So uh, I haven't been on in like a little while, but I'm supposed to be on in the next month or two. And yeah, it'll be, oh, it'll always be work. So, so you guys rotate out then? There's some regulars and then other people like I can't commit. So <laughs> a lot, yeah. a lot. <laughs> but anyway, that, if you guys, if anybody likes metal, it's called the Metalheads podcast. Uh, so, okay, yep. cool. But all right. Yeah. Well, we, we thank we thank you for for being on the show, John. You're going to hang out with us for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the news a little with you. It it won't be six hours. Right. Yeah, we, we, we won't, <laughs> yeah, we we won't we won't we, we wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I got so I got to do this every yeah. so, uh, Nope. But okay, well, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. And I'm going to pass the mic over to Dez, who's going to orchestrate our main event question for this for this episode. So take it yeah. away. So I, I I got it. So we um so I know that we had uh postponed uh the question from last time and moved it forward uh, because we wanted to get some information back uh, from folks. And I I guess you know not every question is a is is a good question. And I guess the question that I asked um is uh what. What is your favorite movie made from a video game IP? Anime or cartoons do not count. Which one would you consider a guilty pleasure? And I guess none of you all, I guess you all hate, like hate, 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 you know, video games made of movies. And I don't, and I don't, or, you know, movies made out of video games, sorry. And I, and I guess I don't, I, I can understand that because there have been a couple of trash ones out there. Uh, so, so I, we got one response uh, from a longtime listener. I know that we're going to talk about it a little bit about our own uh, guilty pleasures. But uh, Gerald from our Discord, longtime listener, thank you, Gerald, says, uh, my favorite movie made from a video game would have to be Resident Evil. I'm a big fan of the games, and even though the movies aren't very good, I still enjoy them. Uh, I'd have to say, I have to agree with you, uh, but I think the first one actually was not that bad. Um, I remember watching the first one. Um, so I, I, I'm not a fan of horror movies at, at all. But then I was thinking, okay, this is not really a horror movie per se. It's just like a video game made into a movie. And I think that one was was one of the ones I was a little bit more uh, faithful to a faithful adaptation. And I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, you know. And then and then it kind of once it became a franchise, they just started doing whatever they wanted with it, which was fine, you know. And, and I know those movies grossed like you know hundreds of millions of dollars. So so even though it wasn't very good, it was a popular franchise, which is fine. You know, not everything has to be Oscar bait. Um, so yeah, I definitely would agree with you that Resident Evil is definitely one of those movies or one of those franchises that that took took the core concept and then ran with it uh, so much so that that people really enjoyed it. Um, I think definitely it was more of the action and the zombies that really pushed it, and I think people just like gore. <laughs> so and so, um, but you can't fault them, you know, for going out there and making something. Uh, that people enjoy like i'll never i'll never you know fault anyone for for their guilty pleasures or liking a movie you know even if it's trash um yeah I, i've seen all the resident evil movies and it's just because my ex-wife was just a big fan of the movies for whatever reason and so uh later on i kind of got you know jumped the shark a bit a few times <laughs> so. a few <laughs> just a few maybe no i can't, can't that, even that, count that, that shark never touched the water at some point. It just kind of <laughs> floated over. It was, yeah. 
So I, I just kind of treated it like its own thing because obviously after a while it's like okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching uh, uh, the Underworld series, the same thing. Yeah. I mean exactly. And even even though Underworld, I don't think they ever made a game out of Underworld. Please correct me if no. I'm wrong. No, I don't think they have. Yeah, but that even that even that felt like a video game, you know, when I was watching it. And I thought this could be a video game, technically. I mean I think there was a I think there's a there is a there is a genre of action horror movies that were being made in like the early 2000s that that look straight up like video games. And maybe it was just how they were. Everything was this very slick um, MTV cuts and everything. And it just kind of looked like it could come out of a video game. And some of the moves that they were doing in the action sequences, you know, uh, I was just like, OK, you know, that definitely could have been a movie. Um but yeah, definitely Resident Evil is one of the one of the or one of the games that or one of the movies that I guess did well, you know, enough to have four different uh was it four or five different movies with four movies? I think it was four movies. Uh, uh it was because there was two, then there was Apocalypse, right? It was actually set, uh six. So six movies? Jeez. Yeah, six. Nice. I well, think I ended go. at two. <laughs> what was that? I think I ended at two. I said, yeah, I think I've yeah. seen enough. <laughs> I've only seen the first one. So, yeah, I've so, seen them all up to, I think, the final. I think, actually, I've seen the final chapter. So. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, okay. I don't so we're remember. Gonna... So we're going so to round robin this or popcorn style, whoever wants to. So one of my uh, guilty pleasures, and I tried to get these bastards to watch it, and they didn't want <laughs> <No>. to. <laughs> Was uh, Mario Brothers? I Mario Brothers the motion picture. I absolutely, I don't know why that movie is horrendously bad. Has nothing to do with the source material at all. But I'm a huge fan of Bob Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, so I love them as actors. I think they're fantastic. But I think everyone was wasted in this movie, and that's one of those movies that you put on, you know. Uh, you put on it like 11, 11 at night, you get some really stale popcorn and you just, you know, watch it and you just, you just kind of like fall into whatever stupor you were in because that movie is just, that movie is just bad. So, <laughs> and, then, and then like just how they, how they tried to use science to explain everything because, because for whatever reason, back in those days, you had to explain everything. So, so they had to explain why they went to this, to this world instead of just letting it be. So the explanation was when the, when the, when the, when the, when the meteor hit, in the Jurassic age and killed all the dinosaurs. It didn't really kill all the dinosaurs. It transported them into an alternate reality that was the same as the earth, but, but it, 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 it went on as if the, as if the dinosaurs had mutated into humans instead of the apes. So it was a parallel earth that, that the meteor created. And in one earth, the the dominant species or the species that evolved was the dinosaurs into, into humans for whatever reason they look like humans and then the and then our world and then King Koopa who was Dennis Hopper you know from the from the Koopa world wanted to merge the two Earths together and there was uh, this woman Princess Peach who who had the ability to 
to merge the Earths together. And she escaped and met two plumbers in Brooklyn who were not Italian. Neither of them are Italian. So once, I mean, John Leguizamo was Puerto Rican for Christ's sakes. And, <laughs> and, and they have to go on a madcap to, to, to save both realms. And Mojo Nixon is, is, is a Goomba. And he, his head gets drunk. I, I saw that in theaters. <laughs> he's, he's, love it. Thank you, John. Thank and you. Uh, it was bad. And I did see it again later. And it was still bad. But oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I love that uh, Dennis Hopper it, it was in that movie. And it was it was very reminiscent to his, his water world character as well. Yeah. How ridiculous he is. Yeah. So. Like, everyone in that movie is just ridiculous. I don't... Yep. Like everyone in the movie, and then the dad, the 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 scientist who found everything, was was reduced to slime, and he was the slime that was everywhere in the in in the dinosaur world, and so they don't know they they didn't understand why the whole world was covered in slime, and but it was her dad who got turned into slime. It, 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 the whole movie is just 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 silly. It's just someone literally said. You know, Nintendo or Mario Brothers is popular. Let's make a movie. Sure. You know, and then and then they and then they, and then they cut another line of cocaine and said, "Let's do this." <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, the movie was made. You know? Yep. So, so I'm going to throw it over to our special guest, John. What was one of your uh, guilty pleasures of video games uh, uh, made into movies? So. I, I agree that I thought Resident Evil wasn't terrible or anything, but I wasn't going to rewatch it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I think if I had to think of something good, I actually used to like that Mortal Kombat movie. The, the first one? Yeah. yeah. The fir- I mean, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, utter- <laughs> I, I watched that a ton when I was younger. I remember it came out. It was just so cool. Uh, yeah. It was just, I felt done well. I saw that in the theater too, um, and definitely in comparison to Street Fighter, which is uh, <laughs> uh, which is amazing. <laughs> another uh, another another uh, cautionary tale that cocaine is bad, folks. Yeah. Uh, hey, no, don't don't beg on it, man. Mortal Come Kombat. on. I thought Mortal Kombat was a good one. Um, I'll also give an honorary mention to, uh, and this isn't exactly video game IP, but The Wizard. Debut oh, that oh. that movie debuted Mario Super Mario Brothers three, and yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, "I want that game." <laughs> the movie was <laughs> stupid, and the power glove stuff was ridiculous, but it showed Mario Brothers three before the game came out, and that was before like you had like video game commercials and stuff. It was, you know, you you only really saw ads for games, not like actual gameplay. And I remember that was just awesome seeing gameplay from a game that was coming, and it was like, "Whoa, this is cool! You can fly." <laughs> so that's the commercial. Yeah, but Mortal Kombat, I think that's the best one I can think of. Um, <laughs> I, I do also love virtually every Uwe Bull bad video game movie. No, like <laughs> Dead and all them. Oh no, Lord, the Dungeon Siege one. Like, oh, oh, they're oh, all so bad. Ooh. Yikes! I remember. Yikes. I forgot that one. Uh, yeah, so did I. Yeah. Did, did he, he do the Doom one too? 
No, no, that was a separate. It was uh, um, that was a Paramount movie with uh, the, Rock the Rock and uh, uh, Carl Urban, who probably wasted on that movie. So. Horrible, horrible. So that's it for me. All right. <laughs> uh, so, okay. so Kev, what 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 was one of your guilty pleasures? Uh, so I'm just gonna have I'm just have to agree with John. It was it was Mortal Kombat. Um, I watched. I saw. I also saw that in the theaters with my buddy Damon. And uh, so yeah. Uh, and I will also add to that the Doom, the Paramount's Doom. I didn't. I thought it was terrible. But it wasn't trash. If that may, if that makes sense, it. it, it but it was end, it was. But at the end, when it went into the first person mode, I was like, I, oh, I yeah. thought that was kind of funny. That hurt my eyes. I was like, what are we doing? Stop! I thought that was kind of funny when <laughs> the way they did that. Um, but yeah, but oh, to to say that you know, Mortal Kombat was 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 okay. Um. You know, is it the greatest action movie ever made? Of course not. But but I did see it in the theater, and I didn't think that my 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 time or money was wasted. When I went to see Doom, I felt that my money was wasted. But it, you know, I it, it's like, well, you know, you, I, it, it, it was a lesson learned. I'll say that it's a lesson learned. But I, I did like the little first person thing that they did at the end. I thought that was funny. I, I thought that was that was hilarious. But that that's that's the only thing I can say because I haven't seen Legend of Chun Li. I ain't <laughs> seen none of this other trash that has come out. I said I, I value my time. DOA. No, no DOA. I, I value <laughs> DOA my time great. more so than that. I actually <laughs> own DOA. DOA is is surprisingly um, bad. bad. Surprisingly, very good. <laughs> you are. We must have watched a different movie together, dude. So, that movie was shit too. Yeah, you know, but you know, if if it has a, a particular flavor or the smell, <laughs> you know, that it, it's going to resonate in a certain way. You know, it's almost like a mystery science theater, you know, three thousand kind of way. You know, where yeah. you stop watching the movie as an actual movie, but start watching for like you know segments. <laughs> so, yeah, Selena's. Uh, did you have any more Kev or was or that's or, it? That's okay. it. That's all I got. So Joe, bring us on home, buddy. I know you got probably got a couple. Uh, my favorite and guilty pleasure has to be Street Fighter the movie. It oh, has to be. Oh, oh. No, um, oh. I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you were with us, uh, but uh, when that movie came out, um, I went to the Manchester Theater, the good old $2 theater, yeah. and uh, we went there, uh, me and a group of friends, and we weren't taking it seriously at all, so it's like we were just like, you know, almost empty theater. No one even wanted to watch it for two bucks, okay? <laughs> it's like the last showing of the night, okay? And I'm sitting there, and I'm just... You know, just joking around with my friends, laughing. You know, we see Ryu on the screen. And we go, sure, you can. And making all these Street Fighter noises during the whole damn thing. And uh, I had a blast just watching it. You know, I, I already knew it was going to be bad. And, you know, we kind of reveled in its horribleness. <laughs> just kind of went from there, you know. We just so, took it as a... Yeah, okay. No, took it as a what? I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. No, took it as a... a, a basically 
treated it like it was, which which is a very bad adaptation of a great video game, basically. Yeah. So. so so I did a little like a small research about that, and I guess I guess what had happened with that movie was was um I guess Jean Claude Van Damme, and he had, I guess he was doing so much cocaine in that movie that no <laughs> one could control him. No, seriously, seriously, no one could control him. <laughs> The studio had brought in a Wrangler for him to keep him going. And I guess the Wrangler didn't work because him and the Wrangler, I guess, did did cocaine together. But basically, <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme snorted up the snorted up the uh the the money for the for the movie. And and no one could fight. No one could fight. And so that's why they all had a separate role as well. Like E Honda was the was 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 a video man. DJ was 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 working the was working the controls and stuff. And whenever, if you notice, whenever someone was supposed to fight, uh, was supposed to fight, something would happen to break up the fight before they actually had the fight. So oh, there was man. no real fighting in the in the game. And and movie, uh, you mean? sorry, in the movie, in the movie, there was no. There's technically no real, real fighting, and and it was just, it's just the movie, just it literally was a was was a cocaine fever dream, uh, from from Jean Claude Van Damme. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. He was at the height of his fame. He could do no wrong until that movie came out. So, so yeah, that movie wow. just terrible, and I feel bad, you know, for Raul Julia. <laughs> Uh, for being in that movie, at well, Raul Julia but, was like a highlight of that movie. There's yeah, like well, still memes, the, was, memes to this day. You know? Yeah, so. taking that shit seriously, and I have to mean like he's a you know sitting there dying of cancer, being in this shitty ass movie, and you're just like, man, you know you were you are a consummate actor, my friend. Thank you so much, you know, for for your for for your contributions. So because that movie was trash. Yep. <laughs> Oh, great trash though, man. Come on. Lord. No, no, no. You are you are looking at it from, from the experience you had with your friends, okay? That's what that's that is. It's yes. like if, if you, I, I I guarantee that if you were to sit down tonight with your dogs <laughs> and your cat and watch that movie, you would blow your brains out. So let's <laughs> let's just be honest. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I, I I would look fondly to the time I had. Yeah. The, um, yes. And keep looking at your clock, like what? What am I doing? What am I? <laughs> All righty. So that was our that was our movies. Uh, and again, if you if 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 during this conversation it sparked your your thoughts and you want to come to our Discord and let us know some movies that you think or you want to comment on anything we've said about this movie, or or if we talked you know crap about one of the movies that you think is your all time favorite and you're willing to fight Joe, just let us know and um, and we can set that up. Um, so, so thank you all again for, 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 um, for, for, um, sitting in your stuff. Um, so our next main event question, and this came out because of, uh, it came up because I was playing, uh, Sword of the Necromancer and Sword of the Necromancer has no online play, but they, it does have couch co-op in it. And it, it made me start thinking about those classic two player games. So my question for all of you out there is what is a, what is a you know classic two-player game that you just absolutely love? Uh, could be like, and this could be an arcade. It could be one that's more recent, um, like like Contra or or Life Force or Gradius or or any of those classic two-player games. You know that that used the Konami code that didn't use the Konami code. You know just or you know <clears throat> what's a good fantastic two-player 
game that you just remember playing with your friends and just you know popping in quarters or just you know that you beat or or that you just had a lot of really good uh, memories of you know because with the advent of multiplayer you can have you know tons and tons of people playing with you at one time but 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 what's one of those games that you played with like with like a close friend or 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 even your even your brother or sister that that really just kind of like was a fun game for for just two people you know just just two people just a couple of knuckleheads you know playing a game so spending your parents money so um one quarter at a time so uh we'll be posting that uh on our on our uh, discord as well as our twitter um so please uh you know at the end of the show uh kev will let you know how you can you know contact us but thank you again for for taking the time and 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 being a part of this main event we really enjoy it so kev i'm gonna throw it back to you buddy all righty so our next topic on the docket is going to be the news and trader joe i'm passing the mic to you my friend all right all right first thing i want to talk about this is something that came out uh this past week is that we finally have a release date for the game Biomutant. So Biomutant, if you didn't know, was from this company called Experiment 101. It was unveiled and announced all the way back in 2017. I remember it was at the um, GDC, or what's the one that's in Germany? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. So wasn't that gamer, wasn't, isn't that GDC the one in Germany? No, GDC is a game developers conference. The one in Germany is that that I'm trying to think, but yeah. Irregardless, let's just continue on. Uh, basically, as it got announced, everyone kind of liked it, and it was a point that, you know, it kind of fell off the face of the freaking earth, and so they finally have come out uh, with a, a nine-minute trailer to kind of show what the game's about. It's an open world action game on here. It's going to be released on May 25th. It's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and also for PC on here. And if you don't know, Experiment 101, the team that developed this, is a 20-person team made of ex-Avalanche employee devs, and that's the Avalanche that created uh, the Just Cause series, not the Avalanche that worked on Toy Story. (laughs) on there so this is two separate avalanches so but uh you know basically what they were doing is that they were uh working on squashing bugs and getting the game up to snuff on here and that's what they were doing they didn't want to cyberpunk it and just release this game out and having to like you know put out numerous fires not with a 20 person team that's not going to work on there they've done a lot to expand the story too um, they have expanded the script from their initial estimates of about 80,000 words to up to 250,000 words. So, And the game's not just story-related. It is actually an open-world game on there. So and so we'll have to take a look to see what comes out, but uh, I'm definitely back in it to win it. It's probably going to go on my pre-order list and uh, get this done. I've just been waiting for more news on this thing on that. So... Kev, was this ever on your radar as far as this game? You remember this game when it was announced? That Gamescom. That's that's the name. Gamescom. Of the game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I re- I remember it. It seemed very interesting. Um, although I kind of sort of, if I have to if I have to be one hundred percent honest, I'm more excited for Fist than I am Biomutant. 
Oh, Fist is on my radar too, for sure. Um, but I mean, but I'll I will I will take a look at it. I think Fist is more of a 2D linear action game, and Biomutant is going to be kind of a more you know 3D open world adventure. So yeah, it's two different genres. But you know, for me, I mean, seeing that bunny with that giant gauntlet arm was just uh, I have to play this game you know but it, we'll, we'll see but it, it, Biomutant did seem like an interesting game so uh, you know kudos for them taking the time to get it right you know we've seen what happens when developers don't do that <laughs> even big developers with hundreds of mem- hundreds of member teams just going out and throwing trash out there and saying you're going to buy it anyway so I, I think they deserve a purchase just for doing that yeah, um, so. I think it's good for THQ Nordic to actually, you know, give them some money to and not press them to get yeah. this thing out as well. So I kind of want to, you know, it, I hate to say it, but there's not a lot of double uh, A games nowadays. It seems like it's either going to be indie or triple A extravaganza where, you know, you're, you're mid tier developers. You're not seeing much from them anymore. And this is definitely a not a triple a you know it's a 20 person team this is a mid-tier game and so but mid-tier games sometimes are the best you know because mm-hmm. you know you're not dealing with a hundred to 200 hour extravaganza you know mass produced by you know 300 400 people you're dealing with the more of a labor of love between a small team and so so that's why it still has kind of you know it's bigger than the indie game but then not as uh you know massive as a triple a this looks pretty cool. This game, I, I kind of want to like have more of those. If I want open world, it's like I would like more 20 to 30 hour open world games. <laughs> so if you're talking about like these huge productions like Horizon, it's fine. But it's like that's a big investment if you want to get through the whole thing. So yeah, so I, I, I like the idea of a smaller team doing a smaller product, but still making it high quality and, you know. I don't need a hundred hours every game. Yeah. You know, especially with an Ubisoft game, like your far cries. It's like, I, I've been up so many damn radio towers. It's like, I'm just like tired. <laughs> I've shot, yep. shot so many damn bears and, and tigers and that kind of thing. It's like, okay. All right. Let's, let's cut to the chase. You know, come on. So, all right. Desmond, what's your take on uh, the uh, re-announcement of Biomutant? And well, it's it, about time. Yeah. <laughs> It's about time. It's taken forever, and I really hope that uh, it doesn't... I mean, again, I'm fine with folks taking as much time as they need to to refine and make a game as best as possible. <clears throat> Cyberpunk. But, um, so, uh, if this makes the game better, I'm, I'm, I'm great, you know, and I hope, I hope, I I hope it has a next-gen upgrade because by the time it comes out, ain't no one going to be paying their PS4s anymore. No, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a joke. They probably will be, but I'll definitely be picking it they up. They won't have a choice. Scalpers won't let them buy, buy one out the store. <laughs> right. You're right. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, pick it up day one. I've wanted this game for a very long time. I think it looks fun. Um so yeah, yeah. I mean, my my excitement my excitement can't get any any higher for it. I mean, the game looks good. It looks fun. I I just hope it's not trash because after waiting so long and then and then picking it up, I would be really I would be really butthurt if it was. But but Are you uh, pick up the super greatest one. Uh, probably not. It's only uh three ninety nine ninety nine. It's a normal THQ Nordic <laughs> oh, <laughs> collector's yeah. edition. So 
<laughs> Maybe then. I mean, for that price. Yeah, it even comes with a steel book. Oh boy! Ooh, steel book. <laughs> you know yeah. I'm there for a steel book day one, buddy. <laughs> Alrighty then. All right. So next new story, uh, talking about Death Stranding, uh, as you do mention about that. So there's been some rumors. Even though nothing's been announced, that um, potential re-release of Death Stranding with new contents coming for both PS4 and PS5. Oh, here these rumors come via Resetera, where user Navtra suggested that it might be worth it to wait a little bit. To those that haven't played the game yet on PS4 or PC, suggested that an expanded release for Death Stranding is in the works for PS4 and PS5. On there, uh, they also clarified that this release would. Uh, Bring in brand new story editions uh, that would be uh, likely paid content versus a free update for existing players. Uh, they also shared some information. Uh, previously, this particular user on Final Fantasy 16 and its timed exclusivity to PS5, along with detailing some of the games that were shown in last year's uh, PS5 Future Gaming event on there, and it kind of leads them to be quote unquote credible, at least in this. So. Uh, so we'll have to take everything with a grain of salt, of course, on this, but uh, it wouldn't be a surprise on here. I just am wondering how much they would be asking for us to pay for this additional story content and, and or if they're going to bring out a next gen patch for this free of charge. I hope they do on here. Any thoughts, gentlemen, before I move on to the next story about the uh, potential re-release of Death Stranding? I've never played it. I don't really feel like playing it, so I think it's great for people who, who have not played it. So, and this is a great way, you know, to get the new people to play it. So, or new people to play it. Um, it will be discounted, right, Joe? Eventually, but who knows? You know, Sony's been staying pretty hot and heavy with their seventy-dollar price point on um, PS5 games. So, I just, if this came out like, uh, like a expanded edition for like a discounted price it'd be something but i'm not gonna pay i'd say more than 20 bucks you know yeah exactly like i can't imagine it being any more than 20 dollars. i mean yeah. if, if even like even if it's 29.99 i think that's too high of a price point personally yeah but it probably yeah. will be 29.99 but if they see actual physical copy for ps5 come out with the game and the expanded content for like say same price as spider-man maybe 50 uh, for Miles Morales, you know, maybe that would be something that they could come in, or maybe that the $40 price point that the Devil May Cry 5 came in at it would be okay, at least to start out with and then go down from there on that. So, but anyone else have comments about possible Death Stranding? I mean, I'll, I don't, I don't, it all depends. Uh, like, I have the game, I started the game, I got sidetracked by other games. Yeah. So, what it, it it, it all depends for me if I decide to go it, when it's time for me to, and when I actually get ready to play it, if this new rumored new expanded version is out, I'll probably just, you know, trade it in toward that. If my, if not, when I'm ready to play the game, then I'll just go ahead and run through the, you know, my generic, <laughs> you know, uh, death stranding copy and not worry about the expanded version. Yeah, I don't want to see what bells and whistles they add to the PS5 version for me to even think about, okay, am I going to you know, bother trying to get this upgraded? So, you know, in the end, they should have a free patch out for everyone, at least at the, at the bare minimum to have the PS4 copy to play on PS5. So, 
Mm-hmm. All right, and this will kind of transition to a conversation about the PlayStation Plus games for February. So for fe- February, there is three separate games that uh, are available. There was uh, Destruction All-Stars, which they had a state of play on that looks pretty damn good uh, i know kev you had a chance to watch i was watching it a little bit what do you what are your thoughts on destruction all-stars it looks kind of interesting i want to play it i want to yeah. play it i i was thinking it was going to be Fortnite with cars and i was like nah miss me with that but it, there seems to be more to it i mean it still has that Fortnite look to it but the action in the game looks really compelling and really interesting, really fast paced. So, uh, I'll be, I'll be checking it out. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be downloading and playing it because I've been a big fan of destruction derby games in the past, destruction derby one and two on the PS one. Um, you know, we talked about Wreckfest, of course, and uh, dirt showdown was also a good game, uh, kind of in that same wheelhouse. And I think it's still going to scratch that itch. But at the same time, uh, you know, the whole on foot segments, it's, I'm going to have to see as far as which character I select. You know, they all, all look kind of too over the top for me. But, you know, we'll figure if I find one that kind of I settle in on and whatnot. So I'm yeah, just going to go. I'm just going to yeah. go based off what powers they give the cars, because each one has a specific power they put on the car, as I understand it. Yeah. So I'll see what. OK, what is your power? What are you going to do to the car? You know, because it's like all y'all look like rejects from Fortnite, so <laughs> I ain't putting too much into it. So well, Fortnite hate. Well, that Fortnite hate. Like, thinking about, like, Twisted Metal back in the day, it's like, you know, if I'm going to play Sweet Tooth, I'm going to get this particular car, and you know, I have a distinction. Now, that, between. I would love to see, I would pay money for Sweet Tooth skins, for, for, like, for, like, Twisted Metal skins, like, from characters from that series, if you could play as them instead of, instead of this goof, these goofballs, and and have like this, you know, have the the same skills, but look like the characters from that. So that's, yeah, I, I'd be all about that. I'd pay money for that. Um, I I probably will end up picking it up just for the sheer fact that I can run over Joe with a car, so that'll be fun. <laughs> so nice. we can all, and if we can, if we can get like a, a game, could you imagine getting a game with all with all of the um uh gaming vessels listeners and we just play a, a a crash derby with all of us crashing cars and stuff i think that'd be hilariously fun so throw it on the discord there you go everyone <laughs> jump on let's do this i i'm all in on this like i i this game looked awesome and i'm so glad it's a ps plus game <laughs> yeah i mean it just free yeah, I, I, number one, it's free, and I think because I, I think they're looking at the model of what happened with Fall Guys, and I think yeah. Fall Guys, you know, it just is one of those games that you can all pick up and all your friends can sit down and play. You know, I think that was the best, and I think that 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 is the best thing they could have done for the for the longevity of that game. And and the cool thing about it is is every every everything that you get is cosmetic, you know, in that game, and. And and everything that you can get if you play it if you play it rigorously enough you can get literally everything in the game just by playing the game and I I think that's that's a way to do it you know and I think you can spend money on it if you want to get like a super the greatest bundle or if you want a certain skin or something you can pay money for it and like and and that leaves it up to the person you know you know if that stuff of microtransactions are going to put into the game which you know there probably will be. Uh, then something like that is fine for me, and I'm just looking forward to see this sort of, this sort of, um, I don't know, this this sort of combat 
racing and and even though i know kev really does not like the art style i i i kind of like that art style as as it's as it's this very kind of comic booky looking very very almost plastic like you're a you're a, a an action figure type of type of look um that that i don't know it's it, it's a it's it's a smooth aesthetic that that i'm actually kind of like okay with i'm like i'm kind of okay with but but i just want to see how it's going to play first and 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 that 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 comment i want to see how it plays first is great when it's a free game because it means like you literally do not have to come out of your pocket at all for this if you hate it do you, you you just you just uninstall it and put it in your library until you do or if you never do it doesn't really matter i, I think that's great yeah i i was already i was debating about buying this game for 70 bucks for the ps5 launch and uh, probably no one thought about buying it that's the reason why it got stuck on or wound up being on playstation plus which is a good pivot because they're still offering that value to people and it's opening the game up for more people that are not willing to pay 70 bucks up front for this thing at, at launch so so good on them to take something negative and turn it into a positive so yep all right, and the two other games that are available for PlayStation Plus members for the month of February is going to be the uh, PS4 game Concrete Genie, which I know, Kev, you started playing a little bit. So I did, and it's phenomenal. It, it, it's an amazing game. I'm only about an hour and a half, maybe, maybe, maybe a little over two hours into it. And although my I my little uh, my little genies look look like. <laughs> look terrible because I can't draw worth a crap. Uh, the game itself is I, I've just really been in, been digging it. Um, the art style is just really unique. It, it reminds me of the Puppeteer, even though the Puppeteer is a 2D platformer. What I mean by that is just that what what struck me with the Puppeteer was the art style and its use of color and the same thing with concrete genie i'm struck by the designs of the characters the use of color bring introducing these colors into a bland world and seeing how it actually changes the environment making your building your genies or drawing your genies out and um making the environment suitable for them to do what they need to do to help you in the game it's just a really unique, um, they've got some really unique mechanics going on there. And I bought the game. I, I bought it when it first came out. And I only just now was getting getting around to play it. Um, and it, I think it's one of those, it's one of those, uh, those hidden gems in the PlayStation collection, for sure. Good deal. And then last but not least, uh, they added on top of all this uh, Control Ultimate Edition. So... When they announced this, it's like, oh my God, I already, I took the time to uh, go and trade in my copy of Control and get the Ultimate Edition for 40 bucks. And it's like, now I get it for free. So it's like, <laughs> so I think, John, I think you mentioned the fact you were thinking wah, about wah. buying this, right? As far as digitally, did you wind up picking it up or? So I, I hinted in my playlist that a game coming up in the news was going to derail Yakuza 0, probably. And honestly, I was going to buy this when it was 20 on the holiday sale. Yeah. But because I picked up Age of Calamity and then ended up just dedicating so much time to that, I like sort of let my cart end up 
getting not purchased. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I'm, so I ended up without the two games I skipped on in that case were control ultimate and risk of rain two. I still regret the risk of rain two. I need to get it at some point, but it'll be on sale again. And, uh, this control, I, I like, like watched the video again when this got announced and was like, yeah, I think I'm going to just play this when it comes out. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, Risk of Rain 2, Trader Joe's recommendation. I think it's used, if you can find that GameStop for twelve ninety nine. that includes the first Risk of Rain on the disc. So, yeah, on there. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, it's it's crazy, but yeah, a lot of people were bent out of shape because of the fact that Remedy like basically... Um, put barriers for people that own the regular version of control they were not able to upgrade to the ultimate edition they'd actually have to purchase the copy of the ultimate edition to do so and i love the fact that sony just said okay well let's just get rid of this conundrum and just offer for ps plus and just leave it at that so i think they kind of left it there and i know i've seen some you know because a lot of uh we're talking about on gh radio a little bit about coming to games pass and that left you know chris lefty brown was wanting to play it but didn't want to have to buy it because i think most game pass uh enthusiasts usually wait for games to go and come to game pass versus buying them <laughs> that's a whole other topic of conversation but then i've seen some kind of port begging too as far as like you know seeing people tweeting larry herb larry can you upgrade the control on game pass to the ultimate edition for free and it's like <laughs> They're no, they're it, casuals. It, I mean, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. They're the the Xbox has cultivated a more casual gamer on yeah. trying to get that casual gamer onto their platform. They don't want to buy games; they just want to pay for a subscription and have this new stuff brought to them. So, you know that you know you, you get you get what you get. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with that. They, I mean, I would have bought this. Like I would have bought it at some point in the next couple of weeks, probably or month or so, if the sales came back. Yeah, it's just that because it came out now, I'm I'll take it. But mm. you know, that's the risk with this PS Plus. I've already figured out that like you could buy something that's on sale and then the next month it's free. <laughs> yeah, but, but but again, Sony hasn't hasn't coddled their user base into expecting everything for free. Right. Where Microsoft has, where you've got people that did not buy Doom, did not buy a number of different games because, oh, you know, I listened to them on their podcast. They said, oh, man, I feel bad I bought this game that they enjoyed, but, it, you know, it came out on Game Pass two months later. I should have waited. You know, that's that's what they're getting their user base to do. They're tra- they've trained them to not buy the content. So they would just they'll just wait for get for it to show up on Game Pass. It's, oh, I got it! Yeah, I'm glad I didn't spend. I it saved me sixty bucks. I saved sixty bucks. It's like no, you didn't. You were going to spend that money anyway. <laughs> yeah. You didn't save anything. Yeah, <laughs> you're just waiting to get stuff for free. <laughs> Quote unquote. Even though you're paying yeah. for a service. Of course. Well, that kind of leads me to my next story because you know it's probably the last time we're going to mention this game on this show. You know, I kind of mentioned this game kind of like I do with Grounded or <laughs> some other Xbox uh, One bangers, but uh, pour one out for uh, Bleeding Edge because Bleeding Edge has bled out. 
on here. Um, Bleeding Edge is no longer going to receive any content updates. The team at Ninja Theory has moved on to other games that's cooking on here. So, And they basically tweeted out as of January 28th. Uh, there were no further content updates for Bleeding Edge on there. So that's the 4v4 multiplayer combat game with varied memorable characters, quote unquote, <laughs> on there. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, passion uh, project, passion project. Yes. <laughs> it was a passion project. Uh, more like, you know, what would you say? Kev? just a, uh, it gapper. was trash. Can we just call it what it was? <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's the, here's the thing though. It's like, I'm, I'm listening to Xbox podcasts and there are people talking about it and there were, they literally could not start a game because there were only three people on the servers yeah <laughs> just like three in the entire world on on the server so and you have to have i guess you have to have equal uh now yeah. i don't know i don't know Four if they added bots. i, I yeah, don't know they if they added, added bots. bots uh but they they said we can't start a game because there's only three people in on in the game in the world trying to get in and play this it, it was it was bad it everybody could see it was and Fortnite, you you can't you can't stop the Fortnite train. Y'all know how I feel about that. But Fortnite for the free to play action shooter third person that that's where people are right now. Now, will there be something that comes along that will take the crown from Fortnite? Of course, there will. There's always going to be changes, and and uh, the new hotness is is always on the horizon. But but anybody could have looked at Bleeding Edge and seen that this was not going to be it. They should have given more time in the oven. I don't even know if more time in the oven would have done anything. This just straight ass burnt burnt the damn thing versus releasing it when they did. But uh, uh, according to unofficial Steam stats, uh, Bleeding Edge had a peak player count of eleven people during the entire month of December. So. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. That's yeah. just not going to keep the doors open, unfortunately. Oh. That's not going to keep keep the developers developing, bringing out new content for this game. So, so uh, pour one out, uh, tie a bow on it. We won't talk about this game <laughs> any further. It's probably still going to stay up on Games Pass. So, if you do want to try it and, and take Where a look, else is it going to go? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe even off that service. Who knows? But... <laughs> I, I would take it down if I were them. I would. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's in there. taking Everybody up space. Yeah. So, all right, and I'm gonna round things up with a couple of release date announcements. Of course, um, we finally got a date for R Type Final Two. Uh, it's coming out for consoles uh, April 29th. That is actually the Japanese and also the uh, Western release dates on here. If you're not familiar with R Type, R Types old school side-scrolling uh, shooter. It's not a um, bullet hell shooter. It is a old-school classic shooter in the, in the along the lines of Gradius or Life Force on there. And, uh, you know, that's one of the sh- uh, uh, shoot shooting games that kind of uh, leave a place in my heart a little bit. You know, I played it for the first time at Festival Game Palace. I picked it up on the Master System. I played it, you know, plenty of places on here. Our type's pretty awesome, and I'll be Definitely checking out our type final two when it comes out in April 29th on there. I already have a pre-ordered actually. So on there and anyone I'll, have I'll a... jump in. Uh, 
and say that I since since I'm on the show and I gotta say it, this is a day one for me. <laughs> like I I love R type. And like I won't normally buy a new game like this, but I love side scrolling old school shooters. Yeah. Me too. Like you super know? Yeah. Yeah, it makes me reminisce of the days where, you know, I'm not worried about bullet hell, mind you. I'm more Wine is just getting to the groove and the like the rhythm. You know, there's a certain rhythm of playing a side-scrolling uh, sh- shooter, basically. That I don't think nowadays where I'm not going to go through a whole you know screen full of bullets to try to you know fight the hitbox and all that crap. I just want to you know relax and shoot some ships down and choose my options and go from there. You know, so so I love the gameplay loop with those games. I think our, our type uh, Delta was like awesome on the original PlayStation one. That was one of the games I remember uh, really liking. I actually imported that thing back in the day, or is it our type alpha? I think it was our type alpha. So, but uh, any Kev, uh, Des, any uh, reminiscent memories of our type at all? Yeah, I played it in the arcade and I'll probably yeah. be, I'm probably picking this one up too. Yeah. yeah I played sure. in the arcade as well. And also, you know, going back to our um, to, to the main event question, did you play R-Type with a friend? <laughs> uh, let us know. Good deal, yeah. What platform are you guys picking up on? I'm just curious. It's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and uh, series consoles as well. So, I'm going to get uh, Switch. Same. I'll get on, yes. I'll probably get on, on PlayStation. Yeah, Low-res so brother from another mother. <laughs> yeah this is just the side scroll and it's just too good to have on the portable as well as the tv so yeah that's that's yeah i don't know why i cling on to trophies like i do it's like but it doesn't have trophies on switch it's like it doesn't really matter i know it's like when's the last time i looked at my gamer score or my my uh, trophy count but it just seems like i don't know it's just i like 65 inch high def we can get into this and talk about this all day long, but I'm not going yeah. to here. So, and then last but not least, another release date update. Uh, House Marks Returnal has been delayed for uh, further work on here, so they need a little bit more time to get her done. Uh, so it was previously supposed to be out on March 19th. They have pushed it back to April the 30th on here they stated that they made the decision to move the release date in order to give the team extra time to continue to polish the game to the level of quality players expect from housemark so so can't wait for that one you know, kind of basically it's another game in 2021 that's gotten pushed back you know you know we're waiting for outriders or waiting for returnal but we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer at least for those so yeah i got no problem with pushing the game back i really don't yeah, and since this game is 70 bucks on release, push it back as much as you want, especially if I'm going to buy it day one. It's like, mm-hmm. I hope it is good. It should be good from what we've seen. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, from and, what I've seen, I'm definitely down for it. I definitely want to play it. Yeah, me too. All right, so that's news for this episode, son. All righty, so contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. You're going to want to, if you'd like to, Send us an email to talk about something you respond to something that you've heard on the show. If you'd like to actually be on the show and get your opinions on the gaming out, like our good friend uh, John was on this episode, you can send an, e- an email to us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Twitter page, we have a Twitter page, a Twitter account. I, I guess that's also a page too, I, I guess. Yeah, it is a page. Uh, 
yeah. And, and you can reach us on Twitter at Gaming Vessels. Uh, individually, we have our own social media accounts. Uh, on PSN, I well on Twitter, I'm at Shonuff seventy one S H O N U F the number seventy one. On PlayStation, I am Shonuff seven, same spelling with number seven. On Xbox Live, I'm Shonuff zero seven one, same spelling with zero seven one at the end. And on Steam, I am Shonuff seventy one, original same original spelling as before. And I keep forgetting to get my. Nintendo Switch friend code. I will try to do that <laughs> between now and our next episode so I can include that. Uh, so, Joe, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Uh, they can get a hold of me on Twitter. I'll be there retweeting contest entries and, and dragging Desmond into the mix. Of oh, always. <laughs> so that's at Joe Fungul, J O E F O N G U L. Uh, PSN Steam, Kamunagara, K A M U N A G A R A, Xbox, and you play uh, Kamunagara, same spelling, 6995. And my noted Nintendo friend code, 4712 5953 1409. All right, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Well, you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo6, T H E N E M O S I X. You can find me on uh, PSN. You probably can't find me on Xbox Live as I hardly ever go there. So, yeah, <laughs> it's what it is. So uh, you can find me on them at Nemo Taker, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And you can, um, you can find me on, 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 on uh, Nintendo. Uh, you can add me on Nintendo. Uh, my friend code is, uh, do you need the SW on it for the letters? No, no, you don't. So it's just uh, 52, so 52806674 uh four five one nine so john feel free to friend me buddy sure all right john you I, have... I need to do it for uh for monster hunter at some point once yep. this comes out so john do you have a social media uh places where you would let you folks can get a hold of you at if they want to continue conversation uh i would say the number one place to go would be the gaming vessels discord <laughs> you can you know find me in there i'm john bt in there and uh you know talk to me and the others that haven't been on the show yet but guys like will and gerald who are regular posters uh and or contributors in there um and then i guess uh you can friend me on playstation uh it's my my thing is arislan 667 it's a-r-i-s-l-a-n 667 uh, i don't know my nintendo code but it will be posted in the uh, Discord because there's a thread on contact information. So. Indeed, indeed. And of course, um, shout out to you, John, for, for highlighting our Discord. Yeah, uh, thank you so much we, for being part of us, Tom. Yes, yeah, it's a lot we of have fun, no, honestly. <laughs> so, there is yeah. no waiting period. There is no uh, approval that you need to go through. You just click the link and you'll find a link to our Discord on our Twitter account. And... Uh, Wherever you download whatever podcast aggregate that you download this this podcast from, it's going to be there. So you just click that, and you're in. And we, I know for me personally, I've been posting a lot of stuff that would normally go to my Twitter feed. Um, I'm throwing it up on our Discord server and uh, trying to keep conversations going over there and trying to build that community up on Discord. 
Also, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and switch on notifications to get informed of new episodes released as soon as they come out. So, yes, we are on Spotify uh, for those who prefer your content streamed and use that platform. So that's going to bring episode 112 to a close. Again, shout out to you, John, for joining us on this episode. It's been real great uh, getting your insight on someone returning to gaming. I thought that was real cool. Thanks a lot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime, man. So for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, and for Dez, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. High Res Hater, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. <laughs> I, am, I am showing up 71 saying we will be back next week with a new show. Peace.